Hey guys, today we're talking about different ways to finance your next investment property. And we're going to get into long-term and short-term loans, some types of financing that you might be familiar with, and then other types that you may not have tried yet. So let's get started. Hey there, we're here to put you on the path to a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. I'm Palak. And this is Nidhi. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you here. So, Palak, you mentioned short-term financing and long-term financing. Can we first explain to people uh, what the difference is between a short-term loan and a long-term loan? Yeah, so we are really big on the BRRRR strategy. Whether you're flipping or implementing the BRRRR strategy, short-term financing becomes really important. What that does it is it allows you to borrow money to acquire properties, not only to acquire properties, but also funds to renovate the properties. Yes. That way, people like us who are not trust fund babies, we can come up with a little bit of seed money and borrow the rest of the money to execute a really great project, acquire a distressed property, renovate it, and then either rent it out or sell it. And a lender can lend you all of the funds if you bring a little bit of seed money that allows you to exit and make either an income if you're a flipper or allow you to keep that property as an asset to collect cash flow and build wealth for your family if you are a bar investor like we are. That's right. So that's the short-term financing. And the long-term financing is once you're bought the property, you've done with the rehab and you rented the property out, then, and if you're like, hey, I want to keep the property, I don't want to sell it. You rent it out and then you can go to a bank and they'll give you a long-term mortgage. So the very definition is short-term is typically less than a year. It could be six months, it could be nine months, it could be 15 months, but it's typically less than a year. And you have about a year to buy the property, rehab it, and rent it out. And then for the long-term loans, those are uh, the, the terms for that loan or the length for that loan is typically 25 or 30 years. Right. And sometimes you can get away with loans that are five, seven, 10-year loans. We've, we're starting to see them more and more as the interest rates go up, uh, but it can go anywhere from five, 10. We really like the 25, 30-year mortgages because we're in this to build wealth, right? And having those long-term loans allow you to set it and forget it. We love having assets that, that allow us to do that. That's right. So let's talk about the short-term options. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest benefit, and people ask us this question all the time, is like, how do you finance a, a property, right? If I say I want to borrow a deal, how do I, you know, do I buy, do I bring 25% down to buy the property? And if so, how do I then pay for the rehab, which could be, you know, 30, 40, $50,000? Do right. I need to come up cash with that? And, and we get this question a lot, right? When people want to come and work with us privately through our mentorship program, they'll, the first thing they'll say is, I don't have $100,000. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to build my rental portfolio. Can you still help me? And our team of advisors, they love hearing that question because it's such an eye-opening mindset shift to give to someone that, hey, you need 25 to 50K to start. You don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars because you can leverage these short-term finance options. That's right. And so when we talk of short-term financing, say you want to buy a property that for Burr, uh, you buy the property and then you want to rehab the property. And let's use some numbers here. Mm -hmm. 
So say you want, you buy a property, find a property that is um, listed for $80,000 or $90,000. And you're like, okay, this is the property I'm going to buy. And then for the rehab, it maybe you need $40,000 to rehab the property, to put in a new kitchen, put in a new bath, uh, to you know force the appreciation in a short period of time. And then after the rehab, because you've put so much work into it, now that same property is going to be worth close to you know 160 or 180k, right? Depending on the kind of rehab that you do. And so in this scenario, if you go to a short-term lender, and there's plenty of short-term lenders out there, instead of bringing 25% down for the purchase and then bringing the $40,000 in cash that you need for the rehab, a short-term lender should be able to give you a loan for anywhere between 80 to 100% sometimes of the purchase price and 100% of the rehab. And they'll fund all of that. And then all you are bringing to the table is maybe 25K-ish or a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on the kind of deal and the kind of lender. When we got started, when we bought rent-ready homes, we would buy a rent-ready property and we'd have to bring $60,000, $70,000 in cash to be able to buy the property. And here you're bringing literally a third, if not one-fourth of that to be able to buy and rehab the property and force the appreciation. By the time you're done with the rehab and the property is appreciated, you can go then refinance and pull all that 25k out that yeah. you had put in yes pretty amazing it is so there are different types of short-term lenders two great examples are private money lenders and hard money lenders we love both kinds and we're going to go very quickly over the pros and cons of each so with a private money lender you have a lot of flexibility in terms because it's usually someone you know and you can kind of work on what works best for both of you. We personally love working with hard money lenders. We love recommending that to our students. Our students have a lot of success with hard money lenders. We notice that everyone who uses a hard money lender always finishes their project pretty much under budget, even if it is their first one. And they do great deals. And the number one reason for that is hard money lenders, good hard, not all hard money lenders are made equal. Good hard money lenders have a ton of experience and they act like big brother slash big sister in your real estate investing deal. And they make sure that you're getting into a deal because they, they are putting their money into it too, right? So they make sure that you're getting into a deal where the exit strategy works and they make sure that they keep an eye on the construction and make sure you're finishing it within budget. So it's really helpful for new investors. The other thing, because we are so big on systems and processes, we love working with hard money lenders who have the best systems and processes in the market. And that allows you to plug yourself into their systems and processes as opposed to having to build your own systems and processes, which a lot of people who work with private money lenders have to do. So we love that for new investors. We often recommend it. In fact, in our program, we have a hard money lender who comes and talks and teaches our students on a regular basis because they have they have a wealth of knowledge in this area. Yes. And, uh, you know, private investor, on the other hand, as you said, you could, uh, you know, find like a friend or family or somebody who has deep pockets and can lend you that money and you can negotiate those terms. Uh, but again, 
you know, it's not something. And the the one other downside of a private investor is that they may not have as deep pockets. So say for right. one deal, you may be fine. But now when you're experienced and you're trying to do three, four, five deals at the same time, they may not have hundreds of thousands of dollars to lend to you for all of those deals. Whereas hard money lenders typically have their funding in place and they can fund multiple deals at the same time. If you are a professional trying to figure out how to build generational wealth by either building or scaling your rental portfolio, Burkhan 2023 is your place to be. It's coming to Philadelphia on December 8th, and we cannot wait to see you there. And whether you're a new investor or if you have a few deals under your belt, Burkhan is the ultimate place for buy and hold investors. Last year, we had hundreds of real estate investors who connected with each other, learned new strategies and tactics, and figured out how they were going to leverage the upcoming market changes to grow their portfolio. And this year, we're going to do that in person. So whether you're looking for strategies and tactics to scale your business, an amazing lineup of speakers and panelists, or even network with other real estate investors, come to Burke on 2023. Again, it's on December 8th in Center City, Philadelphia. Prepare for a transformative experience that's going to change the way you think about building wealth and set a new trajectory for your business and for your personal life. Join us. All right, so next, let's talk about the different long-term options for financing. So a lot of us are familiar with the way we finance our primary homes, which is conventional finance. You take a property to a bank and usually your agent puts you in touch with a conventional lender and they give you the terms and when you close the lender kind of handles everything you just give them whatever they need and that's it and conventional loans can be used to purchase rentals that is totally cool we've seen people do it you will be limited by the number of loans that conventional lender is willing to give you in your own personal name right a lot of banks have the option to go up to 10 homes and then they won't lend you anymore. If you are in this to build it like a business and scale your rental portfolio to build an empire, to build true wealth for your family, we highly recommend moving over to the commercial lending side. Yes. And, you know, to put a finer point on what you just said, banks on the conventional side would limit your loans to say 10 loans. But we realized when we started doing that in our early on our real estate investing journey, we got up to four or five properties and the banks are like, for every additional loan, it would get harder and harder. They'll ask for more and more and more documentation and longer and longer time to close on the property. Right. So, uh, and one other big, big downside of conventional financing that commercial financing overcomes is that for conventional financing, you have to buy the property in your personal name, 100%. which you should never, ever, ever do because then you're opening yourself up to, you know, in case there's a lawsuit, there's a lot of liability. Now you're personally going to be liable and your personal assets that you own, like your primary residence and all your personal assets, assets could be at risk. So that's why we say, Commercial financing not only helps you scale a lot faster because those loans are meant to be able to buy investment properties with as opposed to conventional loans, which are meant more for primary residents. So there's more scalability in commercial loans, but there is also better protection because you're buying the property under an LLC, which gives you that additional layer of protection. Yes. And to clarify, we're not accountants, we're not attorneys. 
And an LLC doesn't automatically protect you against everything. I, we always like to give you a realistic perspective. You still need to get good insurance to be able to do this well. Yeah. And so uh, the kinds, you want to give a couple of examples of uh, the long-term commercial, commercial finance. Loan. Yeah. So when we first started investing, commercial finance was usually, they would give you a five-year balloon or 10-year balloon loan. As we started moving forward in our journey, we started noticing more and more banks were willing to give you a 30-year fixed loan for commercial financing. Now, the interest rates are always going to be a little bit higher than conventional, but you are running it like a business. Don't be afraid to pay a little bit higher interest rate. When you run a business, it protects you from so many other issues that it is totally worth it to pay that additional higher interest and scale this like a business, right? Then we started seeing more and more lenders willing to offer 25-year fixed, 30-year fixed loans. And as the interest rates are rising, we're noticing that more and more lenders have again come up with those five-year, 10-year balloons. You can always refinance again in future, right? right. You're going to hold this property, the strategy is so forgiving. You can always refinance again in future. So don't be afraid to right. experiment with different things. Yeah. And if you are going to go with the shorter, um, you know, fixed loans, which is like five or seven year, try to get at least a seven year. Sometimes they have yes. like a 10 year um ARM or ARM loan, which is the adjustable rate mortgage. So which means that if it's a seven-year ARM loan, then your interest is fixed for the first seven years, and then it can go up. That seven years gives you a decent amount of time to be able to go in and out of market cycles and be able to sell it if you have to. And one other advantage of commercial financing is you'll have access to DSCR loans. And what that stands for is... Debt service coverage ratio. Right. So the debt service coverage ratio essentially means that these loans are not going to be based on your personal debt to income ratio, which the conventional loans are, right? So the conventional loans are going to look at every time you buy a, uh, an investment property in your personal name, and you get a conventional loan, they're going to ask you, they're going to look at your debt to income ratio very, very closely. And they're going to evaluate you as a borrower and they're going to make it harder and harder for you to get more conventional loans. On the commercial side, though, you can, there's no limit to how many commercial loans that you can get, especially if they're DSCR loans, which is debt service coverage ratio, as Paul just said. And so that they're going to look at the property itself to see whether the property cash flows or not. Yes, they look at you as a borrower as well to make sure, you know, you are you know you have decent record and you're um, you're a good borrower. Uh, but mostly they put a lot more weightage to the uh, property itself. itself, to the asset itself that you're buying to make sure that the property is going to cash flow once you buy it. Yes, and this can be what is it called? Ace up your sleeve, the ace up your sleeve. Whatever that phrase is, that's what a DSCR lender can be. Uh, some of the things that we've noticed that you need to look out for when it comes to short-term and long-term financing. There are some hard money lenders. They claim to be hard money lenders. They ran into a pool of funds that they are able to lend to people. And what they do is they don't have a lot of experience. They're not really good lenders that are legit, that have a really good track record. We've often noticed that they will offer you really good terms up front. But the day before closing, the terms suddenly change. Now, you have this amazing deal under contract, and you don't want to let go of that deal, right? Because the seller is going to find somebody else if you need more time. 
you are then in a bind and you have to agree to those terms at the last minute. So choosing the right hard money lender that somebody has bettered, that somebody else has used, that has a good track record is really important. Yes. And, and don't go for the lowest rates just somebody's arm just because the lender has the best terms and it's you're gonna you're gonna give you the cheapest loan may not be the best option if they don't have a good track record and the commercial world doesn't have the rate lock the way the conventional world does so that stumps a lot of new investors because they feel like oh this is the rate they gave me i'm good and then they can change last minute until you close on a loan that rate is not set yes and so working with the right lender is really important in this case all right you guys so hope that was helpful let us know what questions you have in the comments and let us know what was most helpful today we'll see you next time take care guys bye Don't forget, when you're ready to get serious, you can join us at theinvestoraccelerator.com. It's like getting a thousand episodes worth of information in five days, and it's everything you need to build your actionable plan to financial freedom and making work optional.